This is the Smash Bros. Cast. I'm your host, N64 Josh. It's episode eight. My co-host and sparring partner, Nightcrawler. What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, it is going well. And a new challenger approaches. Scott from Two Button Crew. What's up, dude? Hey, it's me. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I've been I thought it was a great idea that you started a Smash only podcast. So it is an honor to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. You're 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 guest number one. So, yes, we're we're, we're official. This is actually take two, guys, because the last time the audio was <laughs> jacked bad. So uh, thankfully yeah, we caught it early. Anything. Yeah, we're, it's going to be so much better this time around. I promise you. <laughs> now, now, now we know how to reboot Josh's computer for two podcasts in one day. Exactly. Exactly. So, Scott, give us the elevator pitch of Two Button Crew. Okay. Two Button Crew is the YouTube channel that I hail from. It's a duo, not unlike Good Mythical Morning or Rhett and Link, but for Nintendo fans. So every video is all about Nintendo. We do modern Nintendo retro as well every week we're streaming live we do a live show that's like five segments back to back and it's a variety of stuff we're playing switch we're talking about the latest news we're discussing some topics in depth and then we always end with like the nes classic edition or the snes classic edition so lately every week we've been doing a segment on smash bros 5 couldn't be more excited for that game and it's been awesome getting to just speculate and make wish lists and everything. I mean, we got to get our wish list in soon because this game is coming in fast. So, yeah. Yeah, it really it really is. Give me your history with Smash. What uh how long you been playing? That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, so Nintendo 64 was the first console that I bought with my own money. And my main game there was Smash 64. I played it with all my friends in the neighborhood, got four-way matches going on all the time in Smash 64. Then when Melee came out, loved that as well. But it wasn't until Smash Bros. Brawl where I really started taking it competitively and went to my first couple of Smash Bros. tournaments figured out my main characters and got my strategies down. And I ended up putting 700 hours into Smash Bros. Brawl. And I know that's not like the typical series favorite, uh, but I think it it's pretty good for a game that was unpatchable. We'll say it like that. And then Smash Bros. 4 has been awesome. I think that the team and Sakurai did an amazing job balancing the game. It made a lot of characters viable and I was so pleased to see the competitive scene grow to the size that it did with Smash 4. So I got to go to a lot of tournaments in that one as well. I play with my co-host, Simeon, all the time and probably have a thousand hours into that game if I if I looked at the records of my console and, and his as well. So Smash 4, I think, topped them all. And I'm really looking forward to the next entry. It's going to be so nice to have it on Switch. So speaking of the next entry, what are you hoping for? What's uh, what, what's some of the wants? So I think it's going to be a smaller game. It has been in development not as long as these other titles, and it seems like Nintendo's in a in a hurry to get it out in 2018, which I'm completely fine with. If they just want to release a small roster and add DLC in the coming years, I think that's great. 
uh, on my wish list, I'd like the game to be a little speedier since this is going to be portable. I think we should be able to get into matches a lot faster by not having to load up the opening cinematic every time, by maybe having presets, like if I want to play a stock match, why does it always have to go in default to time matches? Yes. I think that settings yes. like that should be should save and be persi- uh, be persistent from different sessions. And then character-wise, I would like to see more villains to kind of balance out the roster, which is really hero-heavy right now. And I'd like Girahim, who is an assist trophy, so I think he has a good good chance. And another assist trophy that I think could make a great character would be Dark Samus, which I think could be really unique. It doesn't have to be a clone of Samus. could have all kinds of phase-on abilities and everything. And with Metroid Prime 4 coming back as well, it's the perfect time for Dark Samus to join the roster. Yeah, totally. Totally. So you have a handful of videos on your YouTube channel about uh, about Smash. Can you can you tell us about a few of these? Yeah. So lately we've been talking about Smash 5 every week, ways that Smash should change for the Switch entry, ways that it should stay the same. We even dedicated a whole episode to what Labo should be in Smash Bros. Should it be a character? Should it be an item or a stage? We talked about that for a good 10 minutes. And if you just really search Two Button Crew and Smash Bros, you'll see a bunch of stuff. We we wore uh, speech jammer headphones where it makes it really hard to talk, and we tried commentating Smash Bros. matches that way. That was really fun. And I mean, we've talked about it all. I have a video called how to have fun playing video games. And that largely stems from my experience with smash bros. Cause I've gone, I have this kind of love hate relationship with the series. Like I play it competitively. I've invested a lot of money into tournaments and stuff like that. And, um, that's not always the most rewarding way to play the game. So, Uh, I have some thoughts on that. I recently wrote a blog as well. So the best way to find all of our Smash Bros. content, whether it's videos or blog entries, would just be to go to the website, which you want to spell out too. So it's TWOButtonCrew.com. And just search for Smash Bros. and you'll be entertained for a long time. And that's the link that we have right here, right? Competitive Smash Scene and Post-Tournament Distress Disorder. Yeah, yeah. post tournament distress disorder. <laughs> That's a, a phrase that I coined. It's not too intense. I gotcha. Okay, so that'll so be seven seven hundred hours in the uh least competitive version of Smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> did you uh was it all in base brawl or did you install uh Project M? I never played Project M. It was almost all in the base brawl, but I did try a little bit of a hack called Balanced Brawl, which was definitely not as famous as Project M, but it was pretty crazy. Like, Link could kill with his bow. It was nuts. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I was going to say, if you guys want to see any of the links, it's n64josh.com slash sbc8. So you can check out this blog post, check out some of the videos from Two Button Crew. And uh, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a fun video in there where, where they play without using their thumbs. That's pretty entertaining. And we did good. Yeah, having that controller sitting on the, on the tabletop, you guys were able to work it out pretty well. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> no thumbs necessary. 
I like it. I like it. Well, we do have we do have some smash news. It's kind of cool. And we are going to take a deeper dive into tournaments with Scott while we have him here um, a little bit later on in the show. But let's uh, let's let's talk smash news. Uh, Crawler. Yes, we got E3 booth is our first uh, little little topic here. What do we got? Yeah, so we're we're making mainstream where Newsweek is reporting on this kind of stuff. So I found an article uh, written by Newsweek uh, that had a link to a video that I'm sure Nintendo had taken down from uh, a YouTuber called uh, Gu King of Heart, and uh, he they they kind of talked in that in that article that he had some credibility I think on predicting uh, some either previous directs or even last year's E3 booth, I think as well, um, where he does have some credibility there and has mentioned that the, the Nintendo booth is going to be smash bros themed and Pokemon themed. So there could be, could be a really good year for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If both, if we get Pokemon and smash it is it's game over. It's game over. What does smash bros themed mean for an E3 booth though? Cause that's I- just like Nintendo in general. Yeah, and I think I went in that article. It talks about items that let me pull it up here. I think it they had items that were mentioned that are going to be either around their booth or um, either in the booth directly or around it. I think, and it was it was things like the the hammer and like golden hammer, Captain Falcon's helmet, Link's sword. Um, Bayonetta's handguns, um, so just a quite just a different variety of of uh, Nintendo items that you would either see as an the non-competitive uh, fun items that you get to play with in Smash, or um, even some some items that characters would be using or holding or is part of who they are. Um, Guys, I think Sakurai should just stay on the balcony with a fishing pole, and he's just lowering a smash ball over the crowd and then whoever grabs the smash ball gets to skip the line and go play smash bros against sakurai so you have you have to hit it four times for it to break (laughs) (laughs) just like a smash ball pinata basically oh man scrap gear says rip wallet and time if those two titles hit around the same year i'm gonna throw another curveball what if it's two pokemon titles that'll be even uh That'll be even even worse <laughs> on the old wallet. So, well, here I mean, here's the thing: the past E3s. I was at E3 when uh, when it was nothing but like Breath of the Wild and Mario Maker, and Nintendo's booth looked like Nintendo stuff. But the only games on the floor were Breath of the Wild, Mario Maker. There might have been a few other little little DS stations or something set up that had a few other games, but. But other than that, they kind of they seem to like really push one or two titles as like the main the main Get a big focus. Tent and build a tent underneath it, it. Yeah. And so and I think part of the reason they do that is because the like l- literally the lines to play Zelda when I was at E3 were out of control, you know, yeah, so tons, and I mean, with Smash, I mean, everyone knows it's coming, so they're going to need to ramp up just having a ton and ton and ton of stations there for for people to be able to just move through the line. And they with with Smash the way it is, they might even be able to have four pro controllers sitting there at one station. So maybe more people can get through it in, in one fell swoop. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. And who, you know, 
couple stocks, maybe just a time limit. Who knows how they end up doing it, but they're going to, yeah, the one thing we don't want them to be default. They might put time on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. coin match. <laughs> Welcome to E3. Yeah, say, talking about time. I, I think I booted up the last couple times. I just went, went to go play my Wii. Just the, the not even thinking about it. I played time matches the first couple matches i played because i didn't think about it and just that's the default and it'd be so nice if it was just you could set your own yeah it would yeah scrap gear says that means i'd have to buy a second switch do you think the bank will let me take out a personal loan they might <laughs> they might <laughs> so uh the next thing we have for for e3 news is this is right from this is from Let's see. The Twitter account is Smash Bros uh, at Smash Bros JP. I believe it is an official. Uh, I believe it's an official Nintendo. They got a, a checkmark. Yeah. Ooh, so it's, checkmark. it's an official Nintendo. It's all it's all Japanese. So bear with me. But I have I the tweet I have right here. It's we'll have a link to it as well if you want to be able to see it yourself. But here it is. This is the translation. It says at the Nintendo booth at E3, you will be able to experience the title for the Nintendo Switch, including uh, including the Super Smash Bros tentative name. We are planning <laughs> to have a chance to experience the game in June in Japan. So please be patient. So, the, you know, it basically, yes, in the US during E3, Smash will be playable. Yes, in Japan in June, Smash will be playable. So, and and if Nintendo does like they normally do, somebody else mentioned this uh uh, well, we were talking before the show. One of you yeah, guys we were speculating uh, uh, beforehand. Yeah, just like Best Buy, right? They they typically will do like I remember when Mario Kart came out. If you wanted to go try Mario Kart early, there were there were select Best Buys. I in Odyssey, same thing. If you wanted to check Odyssey out, more than likely there's going to be some kind of a Smash tour that you can go check out different Best Buys and try Smash. Just speculation, but looks like June is the. Uh, June is the time that we're finally people are going to finally get some hands on with this game. The uh, which I can't wait to get like to hear from people about it to see like what's the speed like what you know what you like what you dislike. The other thing is we we saw today from uh, Nintendo's like financial stuff that like it is. it's guaranteed this year, 2018, like no, no question. So if, if it's hands on in June, my, my, my fingers are crossed that we're going to see this in September with the online, uh, with the online service that, and yeah. on, t- on top of that as well, the E3 direct info and treehouse stuff came out today. So that pretty much confirmed that directly after the, the E3 direct video, they're moving to Treehouse, and the first thing that's on their docket is to start going hands on with Smash. I love it. Yeah, those employees, they've got a rough job. <laughs> such, such a hard life. Such a hard so life. So, is my best bet to get on a plane and go to Japan now, or just start camping out at a Best Buy locally? Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got to wait until a, June 12th, right? They, they have 11th, a good, I think. Nintendo's got a good track record this generation with games coming out on time. Like we all thought Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was going to need to be delayed 
Mario Odyssey came out in, it was late October, right? When you would normally expect it to be like that November slot right before Black Friday. And Zelda made it on time for launch. So I actually trust them when they say Smash Bros. 2018, even though it seems too good to be true. Yeah, remember Zelda made it on time for launch two years after it was delayed for the Wii. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a good call. I'm glad they did that. So, all right, well, moving right along. This last, uh, last week, we had Switch Fest 2018 last weekend went on. And so I wanted to go through some of the, the results from that. I'm just on the, uh, um, the Smash Bros subreddit here. And I do have a link if you guys want to check these out. Uh, first case, uh, first place was MK Leo. Uh, second place was uh, Nario. And if I say some of these names wrong, and you, Scott, you may be a little more familiar with some of these pros. I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of just learning here. Um, Nairo. Uh, Nairo. Is that what it is? N- Nairo. Nairo. There you go. See, this guy's got me. I'm also, <laughs> it, it's, I've been up since four. So trying to read right now, I'm like, what? Why is that letter going that way? So uh, Larry Lur took third. And looks like Como Rikiri. Did I say it right? Is That's that, it. Sound, yeah. Okay, there we go. Fourth and Void took fifth. And then after that, there's just a, you know, you guys can, you guys can check it out if you want to see, but um, were either of you guys able to catch any of this? I, I caught just a very, very little, little bit of it. I didn't, I didn't see much of it. You, you shot me the link. I clicked on it and I, I thought how it was set up that I was going to be able to, it was going to go to the, the timestamps for each of those matches. And I think, it didn't, I don't think it did that. And it was an 11 and a half hour stream, I think. <laughs> right. so. Yeah. The last two hours was the, 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 uh, the, yeah, the I, spot I kind of fast forward a little bit to the end and watch some of the gameplay, but I didn't, I didn't get to watch as much. It'd been, it would have been nice if they, if it could have been broken out, I guess a little bit by matches, but the whole thing is there. If you want to take a look at it and, and see some, some of that high end gameplay. Yeah. So I never watch live, but I do go on YouTube and see highlights and replays like nobody's business. I'm doing that every day. So I'm looking forward to watching that. That's a really good top five. It's not the people that place that high usually. So I think there would be some fun upsets to witness if I uh, get to go and watch those replays. That'll be cool. Nice. One of the comments here is uh, it says, uh, also, one of the most enjoyable top eights I've watched in a while. Hmm, I wonder why. And then a little further down, that's what happens when you don't have any Bayos in top eight. People aren't forced to play campy. So, yep. you know, yep. and then I in our show notes, I actually wrote a little secret message to Nightcrawler that says, <laughs> uh, I, I love Nightcrawler, even though he's a Bayo man. <laughs> oh, he is. Just, you don't have to love him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i going back a little bit on what you said about the the props that nintendo may have at their at their booth if bayo guns if that's true well that i mean <laughs> kind of confirms her for the game let's just get her balanced let's just get her let's let's get her let's get her balanced a little bit you know? maybe she could have like four jumps instead of 17, 17. that'd be somewhere to start <laughs> I'm just throwing things out there all over the map. How do we just guess the same number? That's that was crazy. <laughs> Cause that's how many she has. 17 confirmed, I guess. <laughs> okay. And then we got a little, little bit here about the smash bros invitational at E3. Go ahead and take that away. Nightcrawler. Yeah. So, uh, GameSpot is reporting that, uh, 
there's going to be as soon as the Splatoon championships are done, uh, they're going to immediately start on the Smash uh, Invitational, and they Nintendo has already reached out to I'm sure a lot of uh, these top level pros that we we've been talking about in these tournaments, but they've also put out this is coming through GameSpot uh, that if you're in the crowd watching the watching the tournament and you are dressed up crazy like a Nintendo character, they're going to be inviting some people up on stage that are going to be able to enter into the tournament as well. So if you're going to E3 and pull out your best Mario costume, I guess, and th- throw it on and get your get your mustache and and white gloves. Best, yeah, best you could Waluigi dress up as the costume? new president of Nintendo. He looks exactly <laughs> like a character out of Earthbound, so I think that'll get you up on stage. <laughs> that haircut, right? Is Am that- I wrong? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's funny. That's funny. So, uh, Scott, one of the main reasons that we had you on tonight is because you've been you've played local tournaments. The first question I have: have you have you won any of? So does winning mean first place? Because no. (laughs) Okay. All right. No, I think the highest I've ever gotten is fourth place. So we have a really good region here in Eastern Washington or EWA for short. And yeah, lots of good players. I mean, not even just locals, like people would drive from Seattle. People would drive from Oregon and Montana to come to these monthly tournaments. So I mean, I can't believe those guys spending all that gas money and like staying at a hotel or lots of times you just you just stay with uh, another local competitor and stay up all night playing more Smash Bros after the tournament. But really good scene here. Yeah, and I think that fourth is the highest I've gotten. I would normally average like a seventh place out of, you know, 50, 60 entrants and there's also a thing called power rankings, which is if you go to tournaments regularly, you get this kind of overall ranking where it takes into effect your placements over a period of time. So I was called the seventh best in Eastern Washington, and that was my claim to fame. That was hard to hold on to though. So how far have you had to had to drive to be able to get to some of these tournaments to to keep that to keep that title like what what it, I mean it sounds like a little bit of a time commitment so i was lucky i live in like the hub of this region okay. so those people that would drive from seattle and stuff they're all coming to my hometown made it really easy on, easy on me there were bigger monthlies that i could go to in seattle if i wanted to i did a couple of those so that's like six hour drive for me but really what it came down to was i had certain commitments in life like a full-time job and a full-time wife and stuff like that, and, and even the YouTube channel that I do. So I'm not really able to practice as much as a lot of the competitors in my area. So I kind of let them surpass me in skill and decided, you know, I can't be hanging out at these practices every night of my life, yeah. um, you know, just to make a few hundred dollars a month on tournaments. And that was a decision I had to make for myself. but. Um, and and that actually made the tournaments more fun. Like I was just able to attend for, 
you know, for fun and be able to just hop on commentary, um, talk up other people's skills and give advice, play, play the fun side events like um, crew battles where you, uh, you, everybody splits it up into two giant teams and you just see who runs out of players faster. So a lot of times at tournaments there, there's actually more fun to be had than the uh, single player brackets. So that's what I discovered. How, so how did you find out that you had this hub in your hometown? How did you find out about the ones in Seattle? Like what I've spent a little bit of time, like on the smash boards, but there's according to the smash boards. Anyway, the, the forum, I didn't really see anything near where I lived. And you are near Seattle, aren't you? Yeah. I'm only, I, I just, if I, and my memory could be, uh, not good on this, but I thought it was like, I saw like Atlanta and stuff that was like, Oh wow. I didn't, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything very, it all, I'm guessing it was more like bigger scenes. And, and, and so is that, did you find your scene through that forum or did you happen to just know a friend or how, like, yeah, I mean, it went back to just a comic con that was held Mm -hmm. in my, in my city. And, and I saw on the schedule that they had a smash bros tournament and I never knew that there was a competitive scene. I just knew that I beat my friends in my living room. And I was like, oh, I'm totally going to win this tournament. But it's a rude awakening the first time you ever go to a Smash Bros. tournament. You lose when you go to a Smash Bros. tournament because people play differently than your friends. Um, the stuff that you have learned that works against your sparring partner. I mean, it's good to have a sparring partner, but you also have to play against these people that have different characters and different styles. And yeah, that's, I was like, I'm going to go there and win. And I went there and lost, but um, they were trying to grow the scene. Like I think that smash bros tournaments, the people organizing those, they're happy to see new faces. So they, they'll take down, it was my email at the time, but I'd say now the organization has really moved on to Facebook uh, Facebook groups is where a lot of it happens. And that's where I see new events being made. Facebook events are really good to get the word out about smash bros tournaments. So I think, I think you can find things Josh on, on Facebook, like a uh, Western Washington smash bros group. Mm. I'm sure there's one of those. And so unfortunately yeah. I would have to go on Facebook. It's what, it's <laughs> what you're telling me. <laughs> I think me. that it, I think that's your best bet. Uh, uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, I did. Totally. Totally. Scrap okay, yeah, here from I the chat says conventions I, are like the underground, uh, smash tournaments. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, go, go ahead. Uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I spent a little bit of time on smash boards today, just looking through those events and it is, I, I feel like it is kind of hard to, find your area unless there happens to be something already organized for it or coming up in the, in the near future, because otherwise it is it's nationwide or even, I don't know if there's anything internationally organized on, on those forums, but it is for everyone kind of, kind of thing there. So it is difficult. So the Facebook might be that better bet where it can, can be more localized and, and find a group that's created just for your area. Yeah, I think you're right. I couldn't tell you about the international tournaments. I have not received my invite yet to one of those. <laughs> Come on, man. Why not? I thought that's why you were here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. And here's what I do know. Like, I remember just like being in GameStop and hearing 
hearing some kids talk about like, like a local smash tournament, but I wasn't playing regularly at the time. And it wasn't, it just, I, I was probably more into like halo or something when, when mm-hmm. they were talking about it. I do have this, this local comic book shop called docking bay 93 that they hold all kinds of different events in. So I'm going to go check it out this weekend and see if they have uh, a smash bros scene at all. And, and, tr- and try and, you know, Try and try and check it out and get to know some of the people and be able to play, uh, maybe play some people uh, um, on the same screen versus having to deal with the lag that Nightcrawler and I deal with on a on a, <laughs> on a nightly basis. And, yeah, and if they don't have one, they probably want one. Like you could help them get that going. I've I've got a couple of local businesses to host Smash Bros tournaments, and they just they love the foot traffic. Yeah. And that's kind of the same. That's kind of the, that's what I was thinking is like, uh, of just getting one set up. What would you wreck? Like, so you've done this already. What, what, how did it go about? Like what, you know, what'd you say? And, 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 and kind of how, how'd you get the ball rolling? So we, by the time that I entered the scene, there was already this established venue where those 50 or 60 entrants that I mentioned earlier were attending, but that business actually shut down. So I had built up a good enough reputation in the community that I could say that I was going to go out and try to find a new spot for us to to gather. And I approached a, a local business and just said, you guys do tournaments and they did. It was a lot of like magic, the gathering tournaments. And I asked if they did a, a smash bros one and they said no, but they would, they'd be open to it because um, it was really cool. They said they didn't like even want to charge a venue fee, which sometimes happens with smash bros tournaments. It's usually just like $5, but they just waived that. And they said like just getting people in here to look at the games we have for sale uh, would be a big help. So they were really open to it. I mean, you just have to look for a spot that has enough room, uh, that has enough power outlets. That's a big one. A spot that can have tables and chairs. And that's pretty much all you need because competitors will bring their own consoles, controllers, games, and TVs, uh, especially if you incentivize it somehow. Like the first three people to bring a full setup will will get pizza or something like that um yeah that that helped us uh, get the ball rolling when we set it up here gotcha and i mean if you watch one of the first episodes i talked about the um the smash bros documentary and like they were using they were using like churches and like uh like rec centers that kind of stuff like like anywhere they could get tables and 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 TV a set sp- up a space to crash and play all night. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so, um, it, it you got maybe got to get a little bit to uh, get a little bit creative. But I mean, and if to me to 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 market it, and maybe you can you can touch on this as well. But I mean, go to your local game if you get a place that says yes, you can do this here. Then as far as promoting it, like go to your local game stores, go to like post this up on bulletin boards. Get you know, there's there's there may not be a local uh, Facebook group, but there may be some kind of Facebook group that you can like, um, I think there's one in my area called like the man cave or something, you know? So like I could post it up in there. I'd probably get made fun of, but I mean, I could still post it up in there. Um, so there's definitely ways to get, get the word out there without having to like, without having to spend any money, like run Facebook ads or anything like that. Like, and 
even just as you were talking, like it sounds like you went to a local game store and hit them up first and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get people in. Yep. That's exactly how it went. And I agree with everything you said. Uh, plus there's actually a video that Simi and I have made about <laughs> how it. to host a game tournament. So I've just linked that. I mean, chances are one of my 700 videos is about this. So there you go. I how to host that. a gaming tournament. <laughs> okay. Well, and it sounds like, I mean, I, I didn't even think about that until you guys were talking about it with, with comic cons. I mean, there's comic cons that go, I mean, there seems to be always one happening somewhere. Uh, the smaller ones that just travel around to, to different cities. So that, that might be a, a way that, that something bigger could be coming around to your area that, that uh, you don't have to go through the, the hoops of trying to set up your own. If uh, that's, you just want to get a feel for, for what a tournament might look like and maybe more people that would have that publicity with uh, that comes with a, with a uh, Comic-Con or any of those other kind of conventions that come through towns and utilize your convention centers. And the other thing too, is like, if you, if you're already, if you have your own discord or even jumping into, to my discord, whatever, we could do online tournaments as well. It's not quite as fun. I don't, I would imagine. I mean, there's just gotta be some, there's gotta be energy in the room when you're watching everybody compete and, and, and going head to head. Like that's kind of what I'm looking forward to is just the, the, the human interaction. And so I'm hoping this weekend, I'm going to, I'll report back next week and see what I find for my, for my area. And I'm going to, I'll do some Googling and stuff too, and see about those Facebook groups and see, um, see what, what I find. And, 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 and hopefully, I'll be able to help a few other people that are listening to this get involved. Maybe we can even meet up or something, you know, it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty fun. I want to talk about the, uh, while you're there competing, like mm-hmm. what's the, what was, what was the mindset like going into it? Cause at, at first it seems like you went in thinking I'm going to, I'm going to just dominate these people. I beat all my friends. If you watch that documentary, they talk about that too. They're like, I beat all my friends. I'm joining this thing. And then some of them go on to beat everyone else. And other ones were like, Whoa, I just got, I just got totally destroyed here. This is a, this is a whole new, a whole new level. What, what do you recommend for people going into this tournament? Just like kind of the mindset and, and, and maybe how to deal with some of the nerves or anything like that. Man, such great questions. And I think it's really important. Yeah, when you get to a tournament, your expectations are just going to be shot. I mean, even when I was watching those competitive players, I still thought, like, it's weird that they're using those moves. Why would they Why would they jump? Why would they use back air at that time? Like, these guys are weird, and I'm still going to beat them. But once you get into a match it feels like a different game when you're playing against someone better at smash bros than you. It's frustrating. It's like, it's like the, the stuff on screen isn't responding in the way that you're normally used to it. It actually feels like playing a different game or it might feel like something is wrong with your controller. I've had, (laughs) I've had that too. Um, so I'd say, yeah, set your expectations low, like, you know, go there and see how quickly you can get eliminated but see how much fun you can have at the same time. And and it's good. Like when you go to a Smash Bros. tournament, it is double elimination. So you're not just going to have a single match in bracket. You're at least going to have two. And those are also best two out of three. So 
in between games, you can see how you can adapt. You can see if you need to change a character, do a little better, like set those smaller goals. See if, if someone knocks you out game one, see if you can just land more damage in the next game or afterwards. Usually people are friendly enough to talk about strategies like, okay, so you beat me. What do you think I could have done better? And smash players are, normally very giving and generous with the, with the tips that they will share. So after after that, like after you get eliminated, just keep watching, keep listening to the commentators if you can, because commentary is great. They, they really break down what's going on in high-level play. So I recommend that at a tournament and as well as at home, just watching watching streams and stuff, not just somebody streaming themselves playing Smash Bros, but watching replays of tournaments where commentators are talking about what the player's strategy is. I think that helps a lot. And then just as well as paying special attention to competitors that are using the same character that you'd like to play. Mm -hmm. I've picked up so many strategies just by watching. And yeah, I think that's, those are the main things for the mindset. Like, expect to do poorly see if you can just improve in small increments in the in the coming months and see if you can have fun whether by just playing friendlies after after the bracket dwindles down and they need less tvs you can just go and play for fun matches against people on on setups and i think that's an even better way to improve because the pressure's off you're probably not going to be shaking your hands aren't going to be sweating as much Uh, so stick around don't leave the venue in a huff um yeah see see what kind of skills you can pick up has there been any like have you have you had any like lasting relationships with people from these tournaments and like done little like smash parties or anything like after the fact or found people that you're like hey i need to practice against you (laughs) again (laughs) you know people that were that were local yeah especially if you live nearby each other like i found someone who is basically my neighbor so we get to practice against each other more often and i mean i didn't marry anybody that i met at a smash bros tournament usually the relationship (laughs) always stays smash centric Uh, (laughs) and it's hard to even like talk about stuff outside of smash bros but usually everybody's a nintendo fan as well Mm -hmm. so you can talk about you know switch news and stuff like that uh but yeah and and lots of times if you want to go to somewhere out of town they get a carpool together, so save money on gas, maybe buy a hotel, and yeah, you can make some friendships that way for sure. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Let's, uh, let's, we're, we're getting close to wrapping this thing up, but I want to hear, we're going to skip the scare, the character spotlight this week because the shows were so close together that I, I didn't have time to, uh, to really get a good breakdown. And so next week we will cover Bayonetta, but I want to just get some, some tips from you, Scott. It sounds like you, you know, you're a fairly advanced player. You've played in tournaments, number seven in Eastern Washington. Like that's, that's, that's definitely something. What, what are some really good, uh, like practice strategies. And then Nightcrawler, if you've got any questions for him too, after, uh, after that, like feel free to feel free to jump in there. So, but what, what do you recommend for, for practicing? Okay. So for basic stuff, I think first steps would be lay off the B button 
those special moves, they really don't come into play that often. Of course, when you're recovering, you're going to be using up B, but they're more for punishes. So special moves generally take a little bit of time to to wind up. They have they have startup lag. So what you're going to be wanting to use most of the time, not for killing, but for like the most of the time you're in Smash Bros and you're just landing on that extra damage, it's going to be using the A button and specifically aerials. So doing lots of single jumps and using your forward air, your up air, your back air, your down air, your neutral air, those are fast moves. They're good ways to rack up damage. And you don't want to necessarily double jump, though, because if you use all of your jumps your opponent's going to know that you're going to have to land at some time, and it's pretty easy to hit you that way. So use a lot of single jumps and aerial moves. That's one tip. Another one would be try really hard not to roll around. Uh, <laughs> rolling seems like the fastest way to uh, to reposition yourself, <laughs> but it can become very predictable, very punishable. So try to run around. Run around. Uh, run forward, and when you need to stop, just hit shield really fast. That will stop your character right in its tracks, and you'll be in the position you want to be in. Also, try not to air dodge too much. Those are really situational. Just when you feel like a big attack is coming and you want it to blow past you, if you are kind of just air dodging randomly, those are also really easy to punish. So those are the Two main ones that come to my mind right off the bat, but uh, what kind of questions do you guys have? Well, so if this is your first episode that you're listening to, don't don't listen to the 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 dodging back and forth and, and air dodging stuff that we talked about in episode one and two. I think, right? Jeff? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just I can't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 good to hear from somebody else that that that's been there. Yeah, well, and I think even in later episodes, I've been like, yes, yeah, so maybe do that less. Maybe do that less. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna break down what my week was like practicing. And then I kind of want, uh, you know, Scott jump in, Nightcrawler jump in. But one of the things that happened is we have uh, we have different levels of, of players in our community. We have uh, probably like two people that aren't as... Uh, good as me and then everyone else who's much better and then um and so one of the guys that we've been playing with fairly early is, is he goes by Nintendo david 64 and the the guy him and his brother have played forever like and so i'm super jealous of that because like my brother's so much younger than me there was no way we were we were really doing any kind of competitive gaming but he's he's good at the game and pretty much every time i think i may have beat him uh, once I think, I think I've beat him one time, but we started, uh, Nightcrawler and him were playing. Was it last night or, uh, um, Tuesday night, I think it was Tuesday night, maybe. Yeah. So, so I jumped into the, they were in the discord chat. I jumped in, I jumped in for a couple of games while I was, uh, uploading my podcast and, and when it was my turn to, 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 to fight, something very strange happened and, and Scott being an experienced player with, with hundreds of hours, I want you to tell me if, if I'm losing my mind or if there's a moment <laughs> that this kind of happens, it, I'm a You're huge, your mind. I'm a huge fan of the matrix. Okay. <laughs> and 
literally when the match started, I felt like everything slowed down and I was just, I, I got him up to like, it was like 55 or in the sixties before I had taken a hit. And I was like, what is happening right now? And it felt like every move was very intentional. And I knew, I, I knew where I was going to be and what I needed to do. And it was, it was just like, everything was firing on all cylinders. And then, yeah. and then that quick, like, then he adapted and just mopped the floor with me. I don't even know if I got a, I think I got one stock, you know, <laughs> but there was that first 60% that I was like, like, I kind of felt like Neo at the end of the matrix where I was just like, no, and just, just blocking everything with one hand. <laughs> I was like, this is the best feeling ever, but it quickly, you know, it quickly went away. Is this a real thing or am I just out of my ever loving mind? Man, well, congratulations on having that experience. <laughs> I would say I would say that's not common. I really don't hear about that and I don't think I felt that. But but I'd say if you want to try to recreate that feeling, you can and and set a bot to be, not move. <laughs> my advice would be use half as many attacks. Half as many attacks as you would normally do because one well-placed attack is more valuable than three moves that are thrown out. Every time you attack, you are leaving yourself open to be hit in in the uh, cooldown of your move. So, yeah, I'd say it being more conscious of what you're throwing what you're throwing out and uh, placing attacks more intentionally, I, I I think that would go a long way for. Uh, for helping you improve. And then when you have a good match like that, I'd say save that replay, play it back. Like if you are, if you're sparring against someone and you do really poorly, save that replay. If you do really well, save that replay, go, go watch those two videos and see what you did differently. Yeah, that's actually, I mean, I mentioned doing that early on earlier episodes. I should have, I should have done that. I should have saved that replace. Scrap Gear wants to point out that then there's Kirby's level of play, which uh, uh, Mel from our, uh, from the Discord, Kirby, Kirby Geek from the, the Twitch chat. Yeah, I still, I <laughs> Sh- one showed day. up once and mopped the floor and then yeah. vanished, vanished then, away. And then vanished. So, but yeah, that to me, it was one of those, it felt like a little bit of a breakthrough because it was like, okay, I can, I've done this once. I need to be able to do it again. It's not some, I mean, there was an element of luck. I'm not going to say that there wasn't because I just happened to be, you know, maybe dodging to the right place to where he had his back to me. And then I could, Uh I could, I could land, land something that did decent damage or get him in a, get him in a grab and then get a couple combos on him and then, and then get away. And it just, it, it was just, one of those very few mo like very few times that it, that it was working. And like I said, I just got worked right afterwards. And so, but that but leading up to it, it was purpose, purposeful movement. It really felt like it. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I was like, there was like dead silence, you know, it was like, like, like a Zen <laughs> moment, you know, <laughs> just like, like completely in the zone. And, uh, I, I mean, I want to recreate that, you know, I, I yeah. definitely, uh, and I mean, playing against that, that more experienced player is it's definitely helping me. I play with nightcrawler all the time. We spark like all the time we can see, Oh, he knows, Oh, he just did his double jump. I'm going to, 
I'm gonna, you know, throw my yeah. my upbeat we, we or fall whatever. Into too many rhythms there. Yeah, that bit, it's but. that it's like a dance almost every time, and then you throw in somebody else that you don't play with quite as much, and you're like, oh, this is completely different. Like I can't these moves that were working now they're not working, and I think it's one of the things that I'm enjoying most about Smash is that it's it's so unpredictable. I mean, I've played so many so many street fighter two matches and killer instinct and mortal Kombat, And it was like, there was never really that element of just unpredictability that, that smash has, because it's just, there's, there's a, there's like this organized chaos that just takes place when you, when you, when you, you start that match. And so I'm, I'm personally just really liking the, the, the different play style and, and how different it is from a traditional fighter. Even though I'm, I miss, I, I play a lot better in traditional fighters than I do in <laughs> in Smash. But uh, Crawler, what's what's this last week like been for you and 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 practicing? I I think you kind of touched on a little bit when we were when I was playing with Nintendo David and he was talking about having played grown up playing with his brothers and I think that's one of the areas that that makes just a better Smash player eventually is just that that continual repetitiveness against uh another human that's not the computer like i i had my breakthrough like you did a couple weeks ago where i've beaten the computer on level nine more consistently now and that's i i feel better about that but that's also not a human player that's going to be adapting to what i'm doing and 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 how i'm playing so um continuing to practice like that because my four-year-old isn't gonna do any any benefit for me fighting against him but <laughs> he has he has the other gamecube controller that's plugged into the wii and not the wii u so it's it's all good <laughs> I love it. but uh but yeah i mean just getting getting to hop into matches with people in the discord and 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 getting beat and and seeing and trying to adapt and and i i try to bounce around sometimes to different characters and 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 see how that goes but also if i feel like i want to really focus on something, then I'm either going back to Bayonetta or Zero Suit Samus and, and trying to focus on those two characters. But now that I've, I've started to kind of build a base there with, with those two characters, I do kind of want to branch out and, and try to experience one of the heavyweights, either Bowser or DK and, and kind of just see those different kind of play styles that come with all the different characters that are on the roster. Gotcha. I gotcha. I'm so like, I don't think I'll ever be the level I want to be. So moving from Mario, I'm like, I just, I, I don't know. And, and, and Scott, you said you main Mario, but you used to main Sheik until they got, they, they nerfed her into the ground. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Mario is great. He's very balanced all around, just like he is in every game, whether it's Mario Kart or whatever. But he also has some really good combo potentials, and I, and I heard on your podcast that you are you're doing that kind of thing with the down throw and the up airs and everything. You can actually finish that off with an up B. Uh, sometimes kill people off the top, which is really cool. So I don't know. Maybe you should just stick with Mario. He's really good. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving <laughs> it. And he's. I mean, I play him in everything. Mario Kart. It'll be. I'll play him in Mario Tennis when it when it shows up. Like. It's just Mario Golf in the past. It's just always, always been Mario for me. Um, we just got to get Waluigi in there for the community. That's true. Yeah, we do need, we do need, we do need Waluigi for sure. So, well, hey, Scott, thank you for taking, I know it's late. Thank you for taking the time 
hopefully you don't have to get up too early for work tomorrow. And uh, uh, just five. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no, thank you for having me. This is awesome. And I, I love this podcast. So I'll, I'll be listening to all the episodes you make. Awesome, dude. Well, we'll probably have you on as, uh, you know, f- fairly regularly if you, if you're down. So, um, where can we find you and all your stuff? Go to two button crew.com and spell it out. That's T W O. And of course it's a reference to the two buttons on the NES controller. We are huge fans of Nintendo and uh, we would love to meet you if you are as well. Yeah. They're good. Good dudes. Check them out. Sorry. Are you guys just streaming on uh, through YouTube or do you have a Twitch as well? Well, it's probably going to look embarrassing if you go to our Twitch channel because I'm <laughs> such a noob. But yes, we are using Restream to to broadcast to YouTube and Twitch and uh, Periscope and Mixer all at the same time. Okay. Nice. I mean, I don't know what a bot is. I don't know how <laughs> subscribing works. I <laughs> I saw Josh was hosting somebody earlier today. That's cool. I've I've hosted people at my house, but never on Twitch. So guys, <laughs> well, just bear with me. I know how to make YouTube videos. That's what I do best. Hey, right on, right on. We can we can uh, we can walk you through it right after this. <laughs> <laughs> so Nightcrawler, where can we find you, bud? Uh, you can find me in Josh's Discord, um, hanging out in there. Uh, we got a Smash uh, room that you can come post if you want to play with anybody. And um, there's quite a handful of people that we've been talking about that that play regularly. And we can exchange uh, Wii U codes and or DS. We do have a few 3DS players. Um, so I'm hanging out there. You can also uh, follow my Twitter. Um, need to start posting more stuff. But um, just Nightcrawler without the E724. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, the N64 Josh Discord is really good. I dropped a free game in there. I don't even know if anyone redeemed it. So you guys have to join the Discord and watch for, <laughs> watch for stuff like that. Yeah, every now and again, I'll just throw a $5 like eShop card. And like it'll, all of a sudden, they'll be like, somebody just be like, did you just ninja drop that? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's there. There you go. So. Normally, killer killers grabbing that up. Then usually, right? <laughs> right. He's he's on it. He's on it. All right, guys. Well, if uh, you want to follow me, it's N six four Josh. Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, Snapchat, Vero. All the places are N six four Josh. Um, the music you're hearing right now is the Metal Melee theme, and you can. This direct link will take you right to the YouTube video, n64josh.com slash Metal Melee. Uh, if you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash SBC and, uh, you know, pick up Ready Player One or Armada or Console Wars. I don't know. Pick up something you like. That's audibletrial.com slash SBC. I'm sitting in a gaming chair from OPC. Go to opc.com. Use coupon code N64Josh to save $10. If you want to find the show notes for this episode, it's going to be n64josh.com slash SBC8. Like Nightcrawler said, and like Scott said, come join come join the, the community in the Discord. n64josh.com slash Discord is a direct link. If you're not used to Discord or whatever, it's really simple. It's probably my favorite way to hang out with people online. It's just... It's 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 simple and it works and, and that's how we're doing the video and recording audio right now. It's all through Discord. It's very good, very good useful. way to kill your phone battery. Yeah, and Nintendo really they've reached out to Nintendo and said, "Hey, we want to help you." So hopefully Nintendo will uh, you know will say, "Hey, 
Yes, let's do this. Let's make it work. They just they just helped out Xbox, so it'd be it'd be nice. We're doing the show live Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I know it's late, but that's just the way it has to be, so that I can uh, keep the, the the wife happy and keep uh, be around for my my kids. So. That's it, guys. If you're liking the show on iTunes, leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Nightcrawler, thanks again, man. And uh, that's it. We'll see you in episode episode nine next week. Take it easy, guys. Later. See ya.